You're listening to The Science of Storytelling, presented by Pressboard, a show about marketing, media, and the people making it happen. Your host is Jared Grimm. On today's Science of Storytelling episode, I'm chatting with Chloe Reznikoff, General Manager, Commerce Content and Strategy at Meredith. We're going to discuss how content can drive the sales of pillows, the wild world of affiliate marketing, and what it's like to get laid off on your birthday. If you like this episode, please leave us a comment and let me know what you think. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. Please enjoy the show. Chloe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Jared. I'm so excited to have you on here. I think this is going to be a super fun conversation. Mm -hmm. You and I have connected in the past. That's right. uh, But we're going to really dig into your career today. Uh, We're going to talk about Meredith. We're going to talk about affiliate marketing, all that fun stuff. Let's do it. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So, Chloe, you are the general manager, commerce content and strategy at Meredith. That's correct. It's just that's the exact title that kids grow up saying, I want to be that exact title, right? It's like one of those most common jobs in the world. I would definitely say it's a dream job. It's very unique. I love Very unique. I love that it combines content with revenue. Yeah. So it's a creative strategic job. Yeah, it's my job to make sure we hit our revenue goals. Yeah. And so let's let's unpack that title and job and company for anyone that doesn't know. So let's talk about Meredith. What is Meredith? We are dedicated to inspiring, empowering and serving women. So that's what's so exciting about my job, like being a woman. I have a women-led team. We work across 20 properties across the company. There's more than that, but our e-commerce business is dedicated to the 20. Specifically, I'll name a few people, travel and leisure, in-style, real simple, health, food and wine. We cover all sorts of product categories. Um, That's what Meredith is really sought out to do so we are looking to help her through her first baby marriage um, helping her get a healthy meal on the table after a long day at work helping her talk about body positivity issues so lots of different ways we're helping women out in in this space those are so those properties each of them on their own feel like an entire company when you talk about like people magazine that's it It's an entire... People is a beast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so are there some of the titles, there's 20 or more titles, is there a handful of them that are significantly larger than the other ones? Like, is there three or four that people, people as an example? People, All Recipes, and Entertainment Weekly are three of our largest sites. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about the the role of commerce and content. So what does that mean? Commerce and content. So we refer to ourselves as product journalists. We're experts in writing content that converts. So that's exactly what it is, creating shopping-related e-commerce content. Most people don't even realize that they're reading an affiliate piece of content. It just looks like a shopping story. But we have special affiliate links where we're able to earn commission from those products that our readers purchase. Okay. So let's. what would be an example of something on you know, people or all recipes yeah. that might be commerce-related content? Um, on people, we cover a lot of celebrity-related content. So Kate Middleton steps out wearing a jacket. We service our readers by telling them how they can get the look for less. And we include maybe five of our top products from many of the merchants we work with. And we work with hundreds. Um, so some big ones being Amazon, Nordstrom, Macy's, all the big re- retailers that you shop at are the partners that we link to. 
Um, and also we are very search focused. So a lot of our brands like Travel and Leisure and Health have a lot of evergreen guides. So we're really testing products, we're reviewing them, um, and we're catering towards certain keywords. It's a really interesting, I don't think most people know mm-hmm. when they're, you know, everyone knows that there's advertising revenue that is made by media companies. But I don't know if they're as familiar as when, hey, I'm looking at Kate Middleton, how I can get this look. Mm-hmm. And then I click on this link and maybe I buy that, that along that path, that there's an affiliate. And so affiliate, if, if I'm understanding it correctly, is the link has some sort of tracking on it that says, hey, this person came, they looked at this article, mm-hmm. eventually went and bought that that, you know, jacket. That's exactly right. So we work with numerous affiliate networks, some examples being Rakuten, Commission Junction, Share Sale, and they have various merchants within their networks that we sign on. Right. Rakuten, I feel like in North America came out of nowhere. I remember first seeing Rakuten, uh, it was the NBA Finals, and because I believe they're <laughs> a, a sponsor of uh, a couple of NBA teams, I think. And but they are a huge part of the affiliate they are. business, right? They're it's, one of our largest partners. Yeah. But you're right. I feel like I see Rakuten commercials all the time when I turn on my TV. Yeah. Now they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now they're in the, you know, they're doing Oscars ads. And they, I think they did a, a Super Bowl ad last year. Like they really went from never have heard of them to they're everywhere. I had friends saying like, oh, you're in advertising. Do you know about this Rakuten business? And I didn't know. So I was Googling them right away. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, now, let's talk about your path to get here. So how did you start out? How do you end up in the position you are now? Let's go back to you know the beginning of your career. Ooh, that's a great question. So I started out as, as an intern, like most people in my position. I had actually graduated college. I was so serious about being in the space, just breaking into the world of media, that I was doing three unpaid internships at once. One of them was at Harper's Bazaar, is my dream to work at a fashion magazine. I actually studied art as well, uh, so that's what I wanted to do. And I ended up getting my first job at Harper's Bazaar as a shopping editor. So I have experience working at e-commerce sites and working in editorial, but this was really my first position that perfectly combined both. And what does that look like? What is a you know shopping editor? What does that position look yeah, like? Yeah, kind of like what I described earlier, but in this sense, we we had a website to shop the magazine, and it was more of a dropship e-commerce model versus affiliate. Mm-hmm. So it was a really interesting experience. It definitely helped prepare me where I am today. I was fashion editing newsletters. Um, including products that linked back to the shops. I would also help secure products that we featured in the magazine to put them onto our shopping website. So it was a very interesting job. And ever since, uh, for the past seven years, I've been in a role that combined e-commerce and editorial. But I've definitely been going the more affiliate route over the past five years. Yeah. And three internships, all unpaid? All unpaid, all all at once. Yes. That's intense. How do you feel about unpaid internships? I feel like you're almost an expert on unpaid internships based on that experience. Do you think they're valuable to the person and like the intern and the company? I mean, they seem to have, you know, led you on a career path. How do you feel about them? I believe interns should get paid. Uh, We don't have unpaid interns at Meredith. But at the time, I was very happy to be an unpaid intern. It was the experience that I needed, and that was more valuable for me at the time than money as as I was a student. Right. But it would be nice to have that value plus cover rent. Exactly. Yeah. And then where did you go from there? So you you do your internships, one of them being at Harper's Bazaar. Yep. I do my internships. I now have experience in the industry, and actually 
three years after I was in the industry, I got laid off from one of my positions. Mm, good times. And it was shocking. At the time, layoffs weren't as common as they are now, right. unfortunately. So I think it was very surprising to my team. I felt blindsided by it. But now that I look back, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it really forced me to explore new avenues in the industry. I was really strategic about my next move. Right. So I did a lot of research about you know, what's a part of the industry that's growing that I felt I had a really stable job in. Should I, should I move in that direction? And what did that feel like to be, you know, laid off at a time mm -hmm. where it was unexpected? Uh, what was the timing like? Tell me what it felt like. Well, the timing felt like it was something out of a movie because um, once I got back from HR and they told me that I was losing my job, I went back to my team's desk area and I didn't see anyone. Everyone was hiding in a corner because they were actually waiting to surprise me with cake and champagne because it was my birthday. Oh, my God. Yes. This is an episode of The Office. <laughs> it, it very much felt like it. And then shortly after, I was going through a breakup. So it was very transformational time for me but but now we look back and uh, a couple of my friends on the team were also laid off with me so we joke it's not just my birthday but it's the anniversary right, of us off. of us getting getting laid off together at the time it was devastating but it really forced me to learn and grow and I felt very comfortable in my position at the time and I wouldn't be where I am today for sure if that didn't happen yeah I imagine it's okay to look back and kind of laugh at that moment now it now is, that yes. you know everything worked out so we can we can look back at that but i'm just picturing getting laid off and then being not super pumped at that moment right. and then going and then all of your friends and colleagues are celebrating your birthday did they see the look on your face they did and i was the first person on the team to have been let go so it was surprising for everyone but shortly after we all went back to my apartment and we drank that champagne and we ate that cake together there you go you turned it around we did. That was and the beginning of a new chapter. It was definitely helpful going through it together. Yeah. But I did enjoy the time. I interviewed a lot. I was applying to retailers and I was applying to traditional media companies, modern media companies. I was really um, just exploring all the different areas that I could go in my next move. And um, that I was freelancing for a little bit. That's when I really started to learn how to write this affiliate content myself. And then I ended up getting my next position at, at Vox Media. And I helped grow e-commerce affiliate from the ground up. Yeah. There. And then from Vox, you came over to Meredith after that? That's correct. And I've been at Meredith for almost two years. Yeah. I started out as the director of e-commerce editorial. And since then, I've been promoted to overseeing the full e-commerce content P&L. Wow. And this is a an area of media that I don't think is talked about that much. It's a really growing mm -hmm. area. There's a lot of profitability in it. Usually when we're hearing media stories, a lot of it is doom and gloom. There's a decline in advertising revenue. Mm -hmm. uh, there's branded content, but does it scale? So there's all these questions. And then there's this, you know, affiliate commerce business that seems really exciting, has a lot of growth potential, and can be a profit engine for for a publication. And is it is it a big part of Meredith's revenue? It's definitely a growing part. We're one of the fastest growing businesses within Meredith. Obviously, our digital sales and our print sales are still going very strong. Mm -hmm. So so that's what it, it's exciting. Meredith is a very strong company. But I love that my business is one of the fastest growing. We're up 100% year over year for the past two years since I've been there. We're getting new resources. Meredith definitely sees it as an opportunity for growth. Yeah. 
doubling growth, 100% growth year over year is exceptional. That's right. And that's just the affiliate content part of the business that I oversee. But I also support branded content solely for our e-commerce shops that we operate. And then what's also special about Meredith e-commerce is we have a shop marketplace platform. So an example of that is if you go to people.com backslash shop, it looks like an editorialized retailer site. Okay. And there's millions of products that are being surfaced on this site. It's a different revenue model than affiliate, but that's what I love about Meredith. It's unique to us. My boss, Andy Wilson, acquired this company several years ago, and we're the only one in the business that has shops. Like and so this. is the idea of it is that this is curated products seen through kind of like people's editorial lens or... How does it, how, why would I go shop on people.com slash shop versus going on a retailer site? Because everything you could possibly need is there. There's hundreds of partners, millions of products. So instead of going to Nordstrom, well, we have Nordstrom products in our shops, but we also have hundreds others. It's really a search-based model. So mm-hmm. if someone's looking for a particular product and Nordstrom shows up, for example, we hope that the people shop can also show, show up in right. any of the search engines. Which probably builds off, you know, just the high ranking that people.com has. Like that domain name has a lot of credibility and I'm sure Google likes it a lot as far as right. returning results. So you can uh, find products through mm-hmm. searching. Interesting. And then aside from that, we also have a coupon site okay. um, that Andy also acquired fairly recently it's called linfield media they operate a website called promo codes and that's really exciting to me because it's another way that we've been diving into e-commerce right so you have you can buy products on there you can find deals or coupons on products yeah. and then your your content do you call like the commerce content is it editorial is it Branded content, what do you call, you know, if I see an article on people.com, how is it? I get that question a lot. So that's a good one. We call it affiliate content, but it's really editorially driven. So our partners do not have a say what we feature. It's, It's up to the editor's discretion. Right. We'll be back to the episode in just a few seconds. But first, we have some exciting news for you. At Pressboard, we love stories, but we know how hard it can be to measure them. So we're here to help, whether it's a sponsored article on a news site, an Instagram post from an influencer, or a video on YouTube. Our tech measures it all. Pressboard is already trusted by Spotify, Intel, NBC Universal, Hearst, and thousands more. And here's the big news. Listeners of the podcast can try out the Pressboard platform for free. Just email info at pressboardmedia.com right now. All right, let's get back to the show. So let's talk about affiliate content or commerce content. What what does a good article look like? What's the process to creating great affiliate content that, you know, not only gets readership but drives people to buy stuff? So one thing that we're always looking at is data. And that's what goes behind the process. So we have established an e-commerce playbook for all of the 20 brands that I mentioned we work across. So we know anti-aging works for certain brands, comfortable shoes, electric toothbrushes. We tend to know what works. So that's what's most important is we have the 
foundation there. And it's also linking to the right partners. All partners give us different commission rates. We typically earn on a CPA basis. That means cost per acquisition. So we'll get paid on that basket value, depending on what our readers purchase through our links. And we've also recently been exploring CPC models, cost per click, and commerce content. So we kind of weigh all the different partners we have, the different revenue models, and once we have the editorial idea in mind, we're strategic about who we link to, what products we're featuring, because we have that data for many, many years to know what typically converts well. Right. And are these commission amounts, do they vary wildly? Let's let's use an example. Let's say, you know, you feature a bag of some sort, a handbag, and that handbag costs $200. What would be an expected affiliate commission off of that purchase? It really varies. I, I, on average, I would say in the industry, it's standard to see a 10% commission. Technology is a little bit lower. We have some merchants that can give us as high as 50%. Wow. So it really just depends on the partner and how much budget they really have for that quarter. And I wonder, is it that these product companies, they're willing to give up this commission for a reason. Is it that they feel they're acquiring new customers and those customers will continue to return and purchase their product in the future? Yeah, new customers is typically very valuable for a partner we work with. Sometimes they want exposure. I mean, most of the time, the main KPI is sales. And if there's a high commission rate they give us, it gives our editors more incentive to link to them. Yeah. And since this is, like you said, it's it's service content, it's helpful to people, it's helping them shop, it's helping them decide on what products. I imagine the life of one of these articles can be quite long. It's not a, you know, a lot of times news stories have a, a half-life of 24 hours. I imagine that this content can be useful for quite a bit of time, which also means that you're able to earn affiliate revenue for a significant period of time. That's right, especially that search-driven content that I mentioned earlier. So an example on that, on Travel and Leisure's Best Luggage, that's constantly an article. It's on the top page of Google. We're seeing traffic every single day, and we're seeing revenue come in every single day. Day. So that has a very long shelf life. But we also are approaching news. Maybe it's a flash deal on a certain retailer. Or like I mentioned, celebrity stepped out wearing something that has a shorter shelf life. So we're really approaching it from both angles. Right. Let's go through that luggage example. So yeah. uh, a travel and leisure, super popular. People are looking at that site a lot. It has a lot of credibility in the travel, tourism, product side. Uh, let's walk through how you would decide what piece of content you're going to do, what partners you're going to link to, and then how you're going to get that out to people. So we have an amazing SEO team and they're surfacing us keywords that they believe our brands can rank for. We're also looking at competitors. We do competitive analysis. They tell us the word count we should go after, the amount of products that we should be featuring that article to really rank. Um, And then from there, we work with the editorial team and my editors to determine, is this something that we think A, is going to convert, and most importantly, B, does it make sense for the brand? Right. So that's kind of the foundation of getting the content idea. And from there, we have these editors who are experts in writing for conversion. Uh, The travel and leisure editor team contributes greatly to our e-commerce business. So the one article I mentioned is actually based on TNL editors' recommendations. And so then it's really fun. You publish it. Mm-hmm. And then do you need to promote it at all? Or is it because it's so SEO-driven, or is it starting to rank over time? Typically, it takes about three months to see something rank. Sometimes we see it rank in a matter of a couple of hours. 
Sometimes it gets in the Google News box, which is really exciting, but that's usually more newsy opportunities than the evergreen one I just mentioned. So yeah, it, it, it takes time, but we do promote it on social as well. Our e-com content goes up on Facebook, Twitter, sometimes Instagram. We work with all of the main distribution partners, Apple News, Flipboard. Yeah. So this could be sometimes seen as a bit of a long play because you must be creating a substantial amount of content. Not all of it is going to rank right away. Some of it's mm. going to take months. Mm-hmm. What type of quantity are we talking here? Well, my centralized team, and I have 35 teammates, and I've built this team from scratch since I started almost two years ago. So it's been very quick growth. Most of that team is made up of writers and editors that are creating this content. And we do anywhere from 200 to 300 pieces a month. Wow. Yeah. And Just my centralized team, but a lot of the digital editorial brands also contribute, right. like I mentioned. So great scale. Yeah. And we want to do scale. a lot more of it. Yeah. And uh, since there is this longevity to it, almost this evergreen nature to a lot of the content, you're doing two or 300 pieces a month, then you're doing two or 300 the next month, and on and on. There must be you know, tens of thousands of pieces of content that your team has produced over the last couple of years. That's right. We have a massive e-commerce library. I'd say half of it is search-based and half of it is news. Yeah. That's incredible. We consider ourselves an e-commerce news desk. We operate very quickly. So each day, writers are, we use Slack. Each day, the writers are coming in and they're pitching something they saw on Instagram the night before, mm-hmm. something that's spiking on Google News. So we're constantly thinking of new ideas, but we also plan months in advance for that search-based content I spoke right. about. Are you seeing any you know, hot product topics or anything along these lines? I, I know there's this big movement towards direct-to-consumer. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing a lot more, rather than linking, let's say, to a retailer where you're linking directly to away luggage or, you know, Casper mattresses or, you know, yeah. Purple Pillow? Both do very well for us. We've seen the Everlanes and the Allbirds really grow with us over the years, but those big box retailers still do very well. So we like to make sure we integrate a mix of all types of retailers. Yeah. And are there times where a a product company will come to you and want just a dedicated piece of content that doesn't have all their competitors? Because a lot of times all their competitors are on the same page. Is there any time where you'll do something dedicated to a single brand? We do. And most of the time, if there's something really specific they want to feature and they have budget, that's when we go the branded content route. Right. Because we're not able to guarantee any of the affiliate editorial content dedicated to a merchant. Uh, in most cases. So if they have budget behind it, we'll we'll talk internally. We'll get the RFP. We'll say what brands make sense. We'll brainstorm some angles together. And then we go from there. Yeah. Uh, I think you've done this with, is it Purple? Yeah. Purple is one example of a recent branded content article we're really proud of. Not only because it performed well for the client, but I think the content was really well done. Uh, It was around their new Harmony pillow. Mm -hmm. We had a writer test it who has been having sleep issues and she wrote about her honest experience using it. In this case, it was a very positive one where it helped her sleep better. And through that, we sold a lot of pillows. Yeah, well, that's the interesting part is that this is branded content with a direct tie to sales. Often branded content metrics will be more around page views or how many shares did it have on social. But in this case, one of the primary deliverables is selling pillows. That's correct. We call it branded performance content. And we do have a 
very amazing and scaled branded content studio called the Foundry 360 at Meredith. They're doing most of the branded content work, but with key e-commerce clients we've been working with for several years, that's when we started to get into the more branded space and have this content live on our shop marketplaces that I spoke about. Yeah, this is like a whole other world for branded content because uh, it's less about this idea of just exposure. I know that comes with it, but being able to tie your marketing efforts as a brand, let's say I'm a D2C company, being able to tie your marketing efforts to sales outcomes, uh, you're getting into this area which the internet started with, which was lower funnel. A brand of content has always played historically in the upper funnel area, you know, brand awareness mm -hmm. and brand lift. Uh, but here we're talking about maybe a product can drive sales by working with Meredith. And that's a really interesting uh, proposition which I don't think that and I've that's, seen. That's why it's working so well for us yeah. and they keep coming back for more. Yeah. Well, this is why Google was so popular when it first came out with Search Engine was if you're a plumber, you could pay for an ad and you would get business directly from it. I can imagine that you have, when you're driving sales for a product, they're going to keep coming back or they're going to, I don't know if they can increase their commissions or if they can uh, work with you closer in some ways as well. Yeah. That's a good point. So we aren't just working with these partners on a branded space, but we're also linking to them on affiliate content. It's really this package that we're offering them, not just one particular article. Yeah. And what do you, you've been in the affiliate space for a while now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes affiliate would get a bad rap uh, in the past. I've seen it sometimes where there would be people that were really just trying to get their link clicked on because that's how this business works is if you, I believe it's all uh, based on the last click. That's right. Is that right? So if someone goes to uh, people.com, let's keep using this example, or let's go to the travel leisure okay. with the luggage, and I see that, and I'm like, okay, well, I need new luggage. I see this one uh, from Samsonite, and I'm going to go purchase it, but I don't do it immediately because luggage isn't sometimes something I'm making in that moment, and I decide the next day I'm going to go to it, but I re-Google search it, and I just go directly to Samsonite. Are you able to pick up any credit? for that purchase? There is a cookie window and that varies based on the merchant. Sometimes it's 24 hours, sometimes it's 30 days. So as long as someone went directly to the site after clicking on our affiliate link, doesn't have to be right then and there, we can still earn the commission. Okay. But if they went to another competitor that happened to have an affiliate link or a, a coupon site somewhere that, and they get the last click, then they will get the commission. Right, so there is a window, uh, but you still have to be that last click. That's right. Which is why, this search side makes so much sense because people are definitely in their purchase attempt at that time. Exactly. It converts very well for us. Yeah. I wonder if there's going to be some issues with cookies, with everything that's going on with, you know, browsers not allowing third-party cookies. That must be a big, big discussion anyway in the affiliate world. That's something that our BI team is looking into. So far, so good for us. We haven't really noticed an impact, but we're keeping our eyes on that for sure. Yeah. Interesting. And what do you think the future looks like for affiliate and commerce content? I think it's going to get bigger and bigger. Since I got into affiliate, I've seen so many publishers build centralized commerce teams, hire e-commerce editors, and it's just, I feel like it's the way of media. So I'm really excited to be a part of that, and I feel so lucky I got into that early on. Yeah, it's a super interesting space. I Instagram came out with shoppable posts not too long ago. Mm -hmm. I know that's a little bit different of a model. Uh, can you speak to that, how, how shopping works on Instagram? It's their own tech, I believe. Yeah, so they're 
in-feed shopping features primarily for retailers right now. To my knowledge, they haven't opened it up to publishers, but we have experimented with Instagram stories. So you can embed an affiliate link when you swipe up, clicking through a story. Okay. So we've done that a little bit. We are we have been experimenting with affiliate on social. We've been doing that on Facebook, specifically with some paid spend behind it, linking directly to a retailer. We do that in newsletter too, which is a big part of our business. We have dedicated shopping newsletters at a few of our brands that are getting into affiliate. I think this is an incredible opportunity for publishers, especially if you haven't done this yet. So if you're a publisher and you're making your money, everyone's looking for diversified revenue models. That's the the new pivot. There was a pivot to video. There was a pivot to video. There was a pivot to paid. And now the pivot is just... Let's see if there's lots of different revenue sources so that we don't have to count on just one in case Facebook changes an algorithm or, or the internet changes the cookie uh, process, et cetera. Uh, so if you're a publisher moving into the space and you haven't done any commerce content in the past, what's the first step? So the first step, usually you'll get signed on with an affiliate network. So some start with an affiliate aggregator such as Skim Links. Mm-hmm. So they work with the Rakutens and the commission junctions that I mentioned you can just add a script to the back end of your website and it will automatically pick up links and affiliatize them for you. Right. So that's a really great way to test and be like, okay, what's the potential our business has for affiliate? What are the type of merchants that are working for us? And you start there. And most people also start by creating an Amazon Associates account, which is their affiliate platform. Right. So you can get started fairly easily. You can. Yeah. That's how we got started when I was at Fox Media. Right. And then once you start understanding what works, then you start dedicating resources, and eventually you have a team of 35 people. Exactly. I love this story, uh, not because you got laid off, but just because of the, it's these interesting moments I find in people's careers where this thing happens, and if that wouldn't have happened, it's very unlikely that you'd be in this exact same role that you are now, but you seem very happy in it, it's growing, I can just you know, I think we can all tell by the sound in your voice, you're super excited about this space. Thank you. I certainly am. I feel very grateful to be where I am. Yeah, I think and it's exciting Meredith, for the, yeah. and I think it's exciting for the industry to see that there is new revenue places beyond just advertising. I mean, this is a form of marketing, but it's quite different. It's quite different than banner ads on a page. Exactly. And we have a very strong profit margin. So, I mean, really we're paying for the writers and editors' salaries that are creating the content and that's it. Yeah. I so love it. So we have a very profitable business. I also love that you're you're still serving the reader because if it isn't good content and it doesn't help them find what they're looking for, then no one's going to click on the links and you're not going to earn any revenue. So you're all in the same, you know, same boat. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is great. I'm super excited to learn about affiliate, uh, which is a bit geeky of me, but I'm a bit of a geek. So thank you so much. <laughs> of course. I think our listeners are going to love to know this much about affiliate uh, and how it ties into this branded content space. Thank you for sharing all of your stories, even your your stories that are not so fun. But I, I imagine your birthdays have been more fun since that one. Yes. Yes. And uh, before I let you go, I want to ask you, we do a book club and we do a movie club at Pressboard. And so I'm always looking for new recommendations. Do you have a favorite book and or movie? I'm definitely more of a movie person. Right now, um, I'm very much into Apple TV. So mm. I watched all of the new, I'm trying to think of an example. I really liked the one with Jennifer Aniston. Morning Show? Yes. Yeah. That one was great. It sounds like that's their breakout hit. It sounds like everyone that's their favorite one that's on there because I haven't I haven't watched it yet but it seems to be really popular 
well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was so nice to have you here, learn a lot about affiliate, learn more about Meredith, and learn about your journey to get here. Thank you so much for tuning into the Science of Storytelling. Don't forget to leave us a comment. We love hearing from you. We have a ton more episodes coming up this season with some absolutely amazing guests. So make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single one. See you next time.